Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. I'm sitting here with Mr. Ryan Griffin. Yeah, man, what's up? Dude, welcome to Las Vegas. Thank you. Welcome to Stoney's. Yeah, man, I've, I've been wanting to play this for a while now. That's 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 a blessing. That's a we love it when people come through here and we get to hear that. That's that's probably one of the funnest things because yeah. your community is so small. It really is, and you know when we were walking up here, I was like, man, I've heard so much about this, and you're like, I hope it's all good. It's all good. Good, good, because usually bad news tra- travels faster than good news. Much faster. Walking back by the green room, did you see our only rule that we have here? No, what is you it? You didn't. So right in front of Carly's room, there's okay. a wooden sign that's etched out, and it says, here at Stoney's, we only have one rule. It says, don't be a dick. That's <laughs> it. It's the only rule we have. <laughs> I feel like that's just a good life rule for all people. You would think. Yeah. But right next to it, uh, someone punched a hole in the wall from a band. Oh, perfect. So it was good placement for the sign. It's a great placement. Yeah. We used to just have it <laughs> float around so people would see it. Then when, once that happened... The artist that did it, he paid us 100 bucks to cover the hole and do all that kind of stuff. We were like, nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to place our sign right next to it, put a little arrow down to it. Dude, that is brilliant. Yes. It's incredible. Did you happen to walk the back wall at all and see the artists that have come through here? I have not. No, so I haven't got to do that yet. When we get out of here, so what we do is we have show posters. Okay. Uh, the artists that play here sign it. You've got one with Carly on it, so we're going to ask you to sign it when we get done Heck with yeah. this. But after that, we, we just started putting them up on the wall. And so there's probably... I'm going to guess maybe 40 or 50 up there. Oh, that's amazing. And it's really a neat thing because you get to walk through there and look at it and go, I know him, I know him, I know her, I know her, that sort of thing. It's kind of fun. That's awesome. Heck yeah. I'm excited to be up there. Dude, you will be up there by the end of the night tonight. Yes, I love that. And so everyone else will come through and there it is. Heck yeah, man. So, dude, where'd you come from? Where'd you start? I read a little bit about your writing fool. Yeah. Where were you born? Florida. Florida. So like down in South Florida, man, I always tell everybody... I have salt water in my veins. That's, right. I grew up down, kind of mixing my time between Fort Lauderdale area and then the Keys. Every weekend, we'd go down to the Keys and go fishing. Nice. You eat the fish you catch? Yeah, of course. What's your favorite fish to, to eat? Ooh, that's tough. I grew up on a lot of dolphin, like mahi, you right. know? And But I'd say grouper or yellowtail. Those are group, my two favorites. Dude, I had grouper one time raw at a sushi bar here, and the guy that, that owned the place was like, if you're ever going to eat this just like the um, uni, yep. eat it fresh. And they I've had actually, just I've it never in. had, I've never had grouper like that. Oh, super good. I always have it fried or grilled. Yeah, super good. That's amazing. I got to yeah. do that. Yellowtail, obviously you've had. Yellowtail is amazing. Yeah, I've had that raw. It's good stuff. So yeah. live in Nashville now? We actually, sorry, when we right. were in the islands last time, we caught, um, we caught yellowtail and then like sushi it on the boat right there. Right. It was so fresh. It was incredible. I hear that there's supposed to be a. I've heard both sides. I've heard that it's good that way. Then I've also heard that there's some sort of a, uh, you're supposed to spend some time and let it do its thing. Let it do its thing. Yeah. yeah. But it I'm, was delicious. I don't know if I've ever, my buddy Jason that lives down in uh, San Diego, he, they fish a lot and uh, we nice. kind of do a trade out whenever he comes to town, he stays at the house yeah. and brings us a cooler full of fish, lobster. Those are the best friends, right? <laughs> you hear friend, that Jason? Best friends. Best friends. The ones with a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ones that bring you fish. Well, we trade out boat time. They've got a, fishing boat down there i've got a surfing boat here so it's kind of like a that works out well works out for everybody it's win-win yeah man so do you live in nashville now i do yeah i've lived in nashville for a little bit over 10 years now what drove you to nashville like from florida i know that you grew up listening to some old country yeah man um i actually grew up i tell the story i'll tell it tonight at the show but my first experience listening to music was in the back of my mom's like 86 station wagon i had two older brothers and 
um, mom was the first DJ. She'd sit there and play music, and it was Vince Gill and Brooks and Dunn and you know nice. Garth Brooks and just all those guys I grew up on. And uh, I just had a love for it from the very beginning. And I've always, I've always gravitated towards the vocalists, like the Vince Gills and the Colin Rays. Right. And so storytellers. Yeah, man. So when I started. Um, kind of diving into that. I have super supportive parents and just my whole family has been incredible. And I just, I knew Nashville was the next step when I graduated high school. Nice. So, so you just packed it up and went on your own? Packed it up. I was the only one that left Florida. Everybody, wow. like I have a huge family and they're all still in Florida. I'm the only one that left. How cool is that? So your first experience in Nashville, did you did you start writing? Did you have a job? So I went to college. That was like my big thing with my parents. In Nashville? Yeah, they made me... Vanderbilt or... Belmont. Belmont, okay. Belmont, which is a big music school. Right. So I went there and got a music business degree, and I thought, oh, I'll be lucky if I graduate. I'm going to be a superstar, you know, that kind of thing. And um, well, then I graduated, right. and I got a still publishing deal. Still not a superstar. Deal. Yeah, still not a superstar. <laughs> still grinding, doing the thing. And um, man, so I... I got a publishing deal straight out of college. I started writing songs and met a girl named Kelsey Ballerini. Right. And this was, she was 19 at the time or 18. And um, we just became friends. And then one day ended up writing a song that was a big old song. That was just you and her that wrote that? No, it was me, her. It was like our little crew. Nashville's kind of much like high school or college where you have classes that you kind of come up with. Right. And um, it was me and her and Josh Kerr and Jason Duke, all like best friends. And the name of the song is? Dibs. Dibs. Yeah, man. Pretty cool tune. It was Pretty so cool much tune. fun to write. We wrote it in like 45 minutes to an hour. It just fell out. Some right. of them just come down, you know? I've, I've, I've heard this story that there's times that the ones that, the ones that do the best are the ones that take the least amount of time because they're very so true. natural. Very true. Do you, do you love the writing process more than you like the playing pr process? You know, like I said, I grew up wanting to sing and just being a vocalist. So um, my brother started writing poetry when we were really young. And then I started kind of making melodies over his lyrics. And then we'd go in and record them. And that's how I started getting into the songwriting thing. Gotcha. And picked up guitar, started learning that, you know, at a younger age. And then I've grown into loving songwriting because... It's literally like we're going to put out a record next year, and it's, I tell everybody, it's my journey. Right. I'm going to write every song, you know, on the record, and it's just different experiences that we all go through just through my lens, and it's cool to be able to do that, to put words and a melody to kind of like maybe somebody can't do that or express it, and we get to do that for them. Sure, and then there's the relation, and that's when the song becomes... Exactly. Huge. Yeah, in man. That sense. I think that's, uh, I've been known to say that my, my favorite thing about the country music genre is that you guys all champion each other. You guys, all the cool ones of you guys all hang out together. Yep. And you all uh, like run in your own clique, which I think is not a bad thing. I think it's probably the best thing in the world. I mean, because people come to Nashville, I'm sure it's a lot different today than it was when you first went there, about mm -hmm. when someone comes there. I remember watching the old um, Guns N' Roses video. I think it was Welcome to Paradise or something like that, where they, on the, no, it wasn't that one. Um, but when they show up in a bus in LA, they get off the bus, and I'm sure that Nashville story has happened time Dude, and time again. Time and time again. You know what's cool about Nashville is it's so much of a family atmosphere, even the way we tour. Like, we tour fly out or, or bus out on Wednesday, come back Sunday. Right. And it's so that we can have family time. You have to, you know? the balance. Yeah, man. 
that's it's an you, amazing thing. What do you think on the so- social side? So I'm super social when it comes to work. That's like the majority of how we market what what we do. And mm-hmm. today's society, was there a, a turning point? I see you're married. Was yep. there a turning point when when your significant other? I don't know if you have kids. I have a little four year old boy. Beautiful. Yeah, man, he's incredible. Is he part of your social life as well? Is it something that you share with people that that follow you? Yeah, I do. Um, he's he's a huge part of my life. So if I didn't share him, right, I would be like. MIA on socials for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, that kind of thing. And he's just, yeah, he's incredible, but he's very much a part of my life. Let's just have some fun and go back two years ago when it wasn't the norm. Not even two years ago. It was one of those things. And you look like someone like Thomas Rhett. Do you Mm -hmm. know um, Austin Burke? I don't think so. No. He's he's in Nashville, and I've heard the name. I don't know him personally. He's uh, he turned out to be. But I sent him a direct message one day, and yeah. he's played here like six times now. That's incredible, Su- super neat. But the idea behind it is originally his personal life wasn't social, and mm-hmm. he's learning now that over the last like year and a half that dude, I have a girlfriend. I'm getting married. Yeah, he's doing all this stuff, and I think he actually just signed with Thomas Rhett's new thing that they're doing that's awesome and it's a good camp absolutely i mean look at the dickersons of the world that Mm -hmm. dude's played here seven times russell has i love him um just the growth and how he shares kaylee i mean in that sense you look at thomas and i think his wife's name is lauren but uh kelly right um i don't know oh thomas thomas yeah yeah, sorry i was thinking of russell yeah yeah, yeah. russell's is kaylee kaylee there we go but they become one Okay. That sort of thing. and For sure. Two years ago, that wasn't normal. No, it wasn't. And I mean, even looking at Carly and Michael Ray, yeah. you know, they're doing the same thing. And I feel like if you are going to be genuine and authentic and transparent, like we all say we are, sure. it's like you have to be that. Yep. You know what I mean? You share every aspect of your life with people. And um, I don't, I don't shy away from it just because I feel like that's a huge part of my life. And if you don't know that part of my life, yep. then you're not really getting to know me. Right. And that's neat that you can, without being too personal in a sense, you can get to know people, uh, multiple people at one time without having to spend individual time with everybody. Which 100%. Is, dude, it's kind of like one of the neatest things. It's a driver for music today. You just said you're putting out an album soon. Um, yes. Yeah. It's going to come out next year. Um, probably fall is what we're looking at right are now. Are we talking print? You're actually going to do like a CD, vinyl sort yeah. of thing? Are you doing vinyl? Uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to. Yeah. I've always wanted to do vinyl, so I'm going to push for that, but we'll see I think see you if should, because, I mean, do the math on it. I believe that this last year that vinyl has sold more than CD has. But I don't I know heard, how many people that buy CDs anymore. I heard that statistic, man, yeah. and it's uh, it's one of those things that, really for me, it'd be a feather in the cap kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Know, just to say that I have that. Yeah. I just said this just the other day. I'm like, if if an artist is going to come back and we're going to get vinyl from them, we, yeah. they either send us to or we buy to, that sort of thing, because we want one to play and one to put on the wall or one to keep, that sort of thing, because it's it's a collection thing. It's a Yeah, commemorative kind of yes, thing, you know? full circle. Well, it's tangible, too. You get to see lyrics. You get to see some photos and... Yep. I think that's a huge part. So do you, as this album comes together, do you keep releasing singles? Are you? Yeah, so we're actually putting a single out first of the year to radio. Um, we have one out right now on uh, like all the digital platforms. That's right Spotify. here right now? Yeah, right yeah. here right now. Yeah, I'm not saying Country AF Radio plays that, but they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and man, it's just, it's exciting. You know, we signed the deal with Warner Brothers and and get to put out, a song that actually matters to me. Yeah. You know, right here, right now is all about just living in the moment. And the funniest part about it, the backstory on right here, right now, which I don't think I've actually shared yet, but my son, I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was like emailing people back and doing all my stuff, you know, right, right around bedtime. And he looked at me and he said, 
dad, he's laying on the couch watching a show. He's like, dad, come watch a show with me. It's like, of course, buddy. And I went over there and I like laid behind him and, and cuddled up with him and he's watching a show. And I thought I was going to be sneaky and like behind my back, kind of keep returning right. emails and stuff. And he started cracking up at this part in this cartoon show. And he looked at me to see like, are you, are you laughing too, Are you, dad? Are you, you with me yeah, right now? Yeah, are you with me? And he looked at me and he called me and he goes, dad, get off your phone. And this little four-year-old like schooled me yeah. in that moment. And I realized, I was like, man, I'm... I'm here, but I'm not here. And so luckily I was writing with two of my best friends and the next day, Jason Massey and Josh London. And I walked in and they were like, the question I always get as an artist when I walk in a room is, what do you want to write today? Right. And so that day I actually had something on my heart that I wanted to write. And I, I told him, I was like, man, I want to write a song that's about living in the moment. And so we tackled that and we ended up with right here, right now. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be. Hundred percent, dude. Across the board, it's so hard. Like it's that. so hard, though. I catch myself all the time doing stuff like that, and then have to like recalibrate and remember. Yeah. You know, um, my girlfriend is uh, not a multitasker. Yeah. So if we're driving down the street and she gets a text and I'm telling a story, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'll just stop. Yeah. She'll do her. My wife's the same way. She'll look at me and I'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay, we'll go ahead and finish the story." Yeah. But like, you find your outlet to get away from that as well. I, I assume. For sure. Like to. We go wake surfing. Mm-hmm. The minute we go to the lake, the we lose signal and it's heaven. Yeah, man. No phone ring. Out. You don't. Uh, uh, you know, you're out. You're out of pocket for a while. What do you do to get away from that kind of we stuff? We bought. I I realized about six to eight months ago that I needed that because I didn't have it. Like we're just grinding, traveling, writing every day when we're in town. Just that whole thing. And I realized that I didn't have that. So we went out and bought a little boat, little fishing boat. And I take my boy and my wife out there, some friends, and we just go out and unplug. Yeah. Very much the same thing. Because the water, the other thing is, is I want, because, you know, salt water's in my veins. It's like growing up on the water, that was a huge part of my life. I wanted my son to have that too, even though it's lakes and it's different and we're landlocked, which right. took me a long time to get used to in Nashville. Um, you know, that's that's kind of my place to just disconnect. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Not, not at a all. a bad thing. I was talking to some people that were here yesterday about the whole surfing side of thing, and he was a ocean surfer. Oh, wow. I'm a lake surfer. Yep. And I'm like, I don't think I can get past the sharks in the water and the thought of just sitting in the water. <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're bait. You're dangling there. Dude, you're bait. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I go to the lake, I don't even think about it. I mean, the worst thing's going to happen, a catfish know. is going to swing by. Yeah, we but. used to, like, water ski down in South Florida. We had some, some little lakes and stuff around there. Alligators, and- bro. <laughs> there you go. We actually had, so my family had a land development business down there and we had a bunch of rock pits, which is just, you know, big ponds of your little lakes. And we would go out there and I was a kid, so I didn't really know any better, but um, we'd go out there and go, you know, water skiing and there'd literally be crocodiles like on the bank. No, thanks, dude. Yeah. I'm out. Pretty insane. To today, yep. what, what's been your biggest accomplishment as an artist? I would say... That's twofold. It's like as a as a writer, dibs, of course, being number right. one. Um, I never thought that I would move to Nashville and write a number one for another artist. Like that was just never my goal. I've always been trying to write for myself. Um, so that was a really cool surprise and just, you know, awesome thing for us. It also helped us survive. You know, my wife and I really survive and like get to this point to where we were able to get the deal and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, up to this point, I'd say my biggest like achievement is writing a record that I'm really proud of and that's really transparent and honest because it talks about the good parts in life. It talks about 
the struggles in marriage. It talks about, you know, just everything you can possibly think of, the ups and downs. And when people ask me, like, what do I want people to walk away from when they hear the record? I was like, I just want them to feel something. Yeah. You know? I think that's, for me, music that's relatable uh, has longevity. 100%, yeah, man. My biggest fear with a lot of the music that comes out today is that you listen to stuff um, by people that you listen to, grew up listening to. It's still relevant today. Yeah. And you can still listen to it and get the feels, get the chills, you know, relate to it in that sense. I think a lot of the music that comes out today, I am the guy that listens to new music. If you ask me something about Reba, I don't know the answer to it. I don't. Yeah. But if you ask me something about Josh Miranda, someone you might not know, I know the... Like, no, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it, that sort of thing. But I, I want this music to come out and be relatable in 10 years. To go back and go, dude, remember that song? And go, I haven't listened to that in a while. I should go back and listen to it again and get that same feeling you got back then. Mm-hmm. I call it today, a, a lot of the music is an entitled number one, per se, because it's not all... A good, that's a good category right yeah, there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And it, it's like uh, we've had some artists that come through here and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. And we try and develop artists just like your label does and yeah. your management does. That's our goal. Because if I always say if you play here once and you get asked back again, we're doing good. Yeah. For yeah. us, we're doing good. That well, we're doing something right too, hopefully. Ask, I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. And so if we're doing something good for you guys because yeah. we want you to come back because we see stuff in there and that's the fun of it all. You you ended the year like how much longer are you out on the road with Carly? So we basically like to mid December, and then you go out on the road with Old Dominion, or is that just here in Vegas? So we've been out all year with Old Dominion, oh, wow. and then we're taking a break doing this Carly Pierce thing. Um, I think they're in Europe right now, and then or just got back, and then uh, we go back out with them December fifth, and then next year is kind of up in the air right now. We're not sure what right. we're doing. What what do you have for goals for twenty twenty? Um, album comes out. Album comes out. Well, singles coming out, you know, early in the year, and then record comes out later in the What's year. What's the next single? Are we allowed to know that? So it's actually right here, right now. Okay. It's going to be going. Got. And when does that one get? Whatever they say, they call that center radio. First quarter. So yeah, <laughs> first quarter. Um, and then uh, yeah, man. I mean, just keep grinding. We're going to put out some other song, other other songs, other music that kind of complements the single. You know, that's going to be on the record and just kind of. Through the digital platforms, right? You know, and just kind of give everybody a taste of what's coming. What are you doing at home for Christmas and New Year's this year? We're going down to Florida. Are we you? always, man. It's family. Like family, yeah. Beautiful. So we always go down and like I said, we have a huge family and nobody left. My dad's one of eight, you know. So where's your wife from? There's a ton of them. She's actually from Nashville. Okay. Just a little town north of Nashville called Goodlitzville. Okay. And, and you, you met her I met her at Belmont. Oh, at school. So, yeah, nice. I met so her at Belmont. Through. Not high school sweethearts, but school sweethearts. Yeah, school, there we go, school sweethearts. And the craziest thing is my day-to-day manager is one of my best friends, and he actually introduced us. So it's like a little family on the road. Nice. Family, yeah. Does she go out on the road with you at all? Anytime that I can get them out they and come. it makes sense, they come. Right. So your son hasn't started school yet? Nope. No? Yeah. He goes to like a Mother's Day out thing, you right. know, but no, he hasn't officially started school to where we're locked down. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have an old son. He's 24 and I have, um, my girlfriend's got a daughter that's nice. uh, 11, just turned 11. That's awesome. And uh, I get to do it all over again in a different manner, yep. much different manner, older, wiser, um, um, and girls are different. They're more mature, <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know what? I, I love my son, but he's 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 grown into his own, which 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 men and boys do. And uh, little yep. girls, I think that they're they're naive to the world in a lot of di- different ways, and uh, maybe not as ambitious with with um, <laughs> as boys are to get in trouble, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm already worried about her. I mean, she's 11. 
That's the daddy's heart, though, yeah. man. You're always going to be worried. Heck, yeah. That's that's the super fun part. We're actually going to Nashville this year oh, no um, for a wedding. An artist is having a wedding. Invite us out for his wedding. And that's, that's kind of awesome. like on New Year's Eve, kind of a... That's a little bit different. That's going to be a blast coming I'd, out there for New Year's. I think yeah. so. I've never experienced New Year's. This past New Year's, we were in bed at 1030 here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't, Raging. I don't drink. <laughs> uh, I haven't drank for a while. And it's just yep. kind of like live a good life and i like to wake up the next morning healthy and happy that's awesome man Dude, yeah nashville perfect. nashville's new year's is going to be it's epic it's so much fun down there yeah were you back there for um i know they do like um the cma fest were you mm-hmm. in town for that were you guys participate in that yeah we always play a stage you know down there in cma fest and that and experience and greets and stuff like that that experience for someone who's never been like i mean it seems like the, the town gets taken over oh 100 percent like it's the coolest because we are at home and we get like all the fans come to Nashville yeah. and we just get, you know, we just get to meet everybody and we get to play for new, new fans and, you know, share our music. And it's, it's an incredible opportunity. After you play, do you go out and, and go watch other artists as well? Yeah. Who's, who in today, in, who's relevant today in country music is someone that you look up to in a sense and their career and someone that... On an off night, you'd go out and see. You'd buy a ticket for it, not call a friend, but actually yeah. buy a ticket for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, buy a ticket for Um That's a great question. It doesn't man. have to be country, I, obviously, but... No, I mean, I look up I look up a lot to the Lady A camp. Right. Like, just that whole crew, those, those three, they're incredible humans, and they just, like, they run their business well. It's a very family-oriented, you know, tour. Anytime they do anything, they always treat people well. Right. It's just... It's a great example of how I want my crew to treat people and how I want my business run. We've had an artist come through here. Her name is Stephanie Quayle, and she said something yeah. to me two years ago that that I loved. She said that that um, along the lines of if someone in my camp isn't a believer in what I'm doing and doesn't respect people the way I respect people, they don't belong in my camp. Dude, that is... My side of the fence? Yeah. I've seen the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a great person, but a camp that's just poop. Well, this is what my boys, who I'm on the road with, we all know this, is that no matter what they do, they don't remember their name, they remember my name. Right. And so when we leave a dressing room, we always clean up after ourselves. When we talk to fans, if there's somebody that comes up and is like, I want to talk to your drummer, we all go out and meet people. Right. It's like, it may be my name, but we're all going out there because we're all a big family. It's all like... um, Corn. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. When I first started talking to him, he was like, have you been out before? He's like, yeah, I came out with Bullard. And I was like, oh, my, I remember you, dude. That's it's that's what's so neat about this that's, is that yeah, man. you get the one or two people that have been out here with another artist that get to get to experience. I love the fact that, that we've built this this name for ourselves that you guys look forward to playing here. Yeah. Um, uh, Carly's TM said something really neat is that he's he's heard really, really great things about us and was looking forward to coming out. And that's what makes us smile. That's what makes us tick. Yep. In that sense. Us too, because when we get to go play places, you know, obviously we love any stage that we can get on sure. and play our music and just engage with people. But when we get to come and play for a place that shows us the same respect, you know, and it goes both ways. It makes yeah. everything better. When we're standing on stage, it's like there's just different vibe, different energy that's yeah. being poured out, you know. I look at it in a sense of, man, if I came to your house and you treated me like shit. Yep. 
that's the flip to it. I don't yeah. I want anyone to ever come here and have that experience, no matter who, whether it's from a bartender, a bar bag, a security guard, anybody, nothing yeah. like that. I mean, we pride ourselves on that. Something that um, it's no different than your guys' community, the people that you hang out with. Like yep. there, like I said, there's that click that we're learning about. That's it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge, um, which I think is super neat. No other genre does it. Yeah, I mean, it's you were right when you said we all support each other. Yeah, and there's, you know, it's it's just a a really supportive community. Even when you start talking about the business side of it, take the you know artists and put them over here, the creatives, and then do the business side of it. Everybody champions one another, right? And are encouraging each other and and looking to help in any way they can and. You know, it's just, it's a really special community we have. My favorite thing that you will never, ever, ever find that I've yet to find in any other genre mm-hmm. is that if uh, one of your friends puts out a single, did you guys just post it on your own page. And oh, you my gosh. you tell people about it. Dude. I find so much music like that that it's, there's, I don't think there's anything out there that works like that. The power of that communication in a social world of just a story that says, dude, my boy just put out the song, check it out. Yeah. You know who's, the person for me that has been so good to me about that is Brett Young. Yeah. Brett Young, like we came up together and he is one of those dudes that literally I'll put something out and he'll put it on his socials. Yeah. Now, we're very similar. Like we're yeah. male country artists doing like, you know, the pop country you thing, got, if you will. You got a clothing line on? No. <laughs> Dude, I just saw the other day that they announced that he's going to be in like his Caliville is going to be Coles. in Coles. It and is now. It's physically in Coles now. It's insane. Yeah. And then he had like the Timberlake thing, Justin Timberlake thing. And it's just, it's insane. I met him at a show three years ago. He goes, I heard you run Stonies. I said, I do. He goes, I'm going to be in town for Miss America thing. It's a private. Can I play that Saturday? I didn't even look at my calendar. I knew who he was. It was before he got big. Yeah. Uh, I said, let's do it. What do you need? He told me what he needed. It was nothing. Yep. Um, uh, shook his hand. Didn't even do a deal. Showed up. We flew out the rest of his band. Got him his rooms. He played the show. Sold the place out. Because yep. that Monday morning after that Saturday night, his first single went number one. That's And it was one of those lightning in the jar things that I sit back and go, man, good things happen to good people. Yep. I just saw him um, in July up at Country Fan Fest. Um, I'm going to throw my girlfriend on blast. She, that, her and I met over <laughs> over Brett Young. She's a huge fan. Loves his yeah. music. Loves the lyrics. Loves the way loves the way he presents himself. Yep. Um, she came in here and said, I want to do the meet and greet. How do I do that? I'm like, we'll just keep in touch. Mm-hmm. You know, and as it comes closer, I'll take care of it for you. So she met him, did her thing. Well, she went up to Country Fan Fest with me, and I see him backstage. I'm like, dude, when are you coming back to play Stoney? He goes, when are you going to invite me? And there goes my girl. Oh, my God, it's Brett Young! I was like, <laughs> I'm like all right, that, good talk. See ya. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. We're going to cut this one short. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, that was crazy. But I'd love to have him come back, like one of those things. And, um, you know, it was Chase. Which one? Um, Chase is the the guy that does Caliville with him. Oh, okay. The, the partner. In it. I yeah, met yeah. him with um, a group of another clique of people um, mm-hmm. from Curb Records, um, John Gurney and um, 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 a couple other folks. But I did a trade out with them for T-shirts. Oh, so he awesome. sent me some Caliville hats. And so whenever I surf, I'm always wearing a hat. And I'm always wearing my Caliville hat. They're so, so dope, man. Yeah. It, the whole line is just it's I saw their jackets. I just posted something the other day. I'm like, I guess I got to go to Kohl's and get one of these jackets because they look so comfy as heck. I know, man. Uh, I, dude, Boys I, got style. Dude, California style. So yeah. my girl hates guys that wear jeans and flip-flops. And she's from SoCal, yep. which is, you should love it because it's normal. That's how you grow up. That's yeah. how you grow up. So um, uh, I found a picture of Brett one day wearing jeans and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> we're, we're good now, right? I'm, I'm the only one in your life now, right? We're yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's super work, super work. Dude, 
I love spending time with you and getting to know you. Thanks. Me too, man. Um, Thank you for having me. December, you're going to be back in town with yes, the guys sir. in Old Dominion over at the Hard Rock? Yeah. Wow. I, know I can't wait, man. That's going to be fun. I know that we're going to be giving away some stuff for that show, so maybe I'll see you out there too. I hope so. Right on. I'll definitely see you while I'm out here, though. Heck yeah. We're going to make so. that happen. Dude, yeah. I'll take you to the best sushi bar in town. Promise. Please. I promise. Dude, I love sushi. Dude, we got to do that. There's a place here in town. If you go without me, we're going to have a problem. But right. it's called Soho. Yes, I've uh, heard of that. Dude. It's the best. Hands down. All I, right. Do you know John Marks? Yes. So, uh, August, I won't forget this day. He's my idol. He's, he's another dude, like, talking about just respectful and kind. Oh, and my gosh. Right? He actually came in the studio when we first started cutting this record, and he was one of the early believers. Yeah. He was... Uh, he just he he bought in real quick and has always supported us. He's got and, that neat ear and that power. Yeah, and just a good dude. I met him. So Russell, like I said, played here seven times. The last two times he played here, yours, the last time he played here, yours barely got to radio. Okay, he sold out his last two shows here. So it's like one of those things to tell you that we kind of like to mold an artist in this market. We it's before our radio station did much of of anything, but um, so they were here. Uh, Kaylee, his whole band, Russell, like, dude, we have this CD release party at the Exit Inn in Nashville. You won't show up. And if someone tells me you won't, it's over. Just calling you on it. Just call me. So yeah. me and my girl got on a plane, flew out. We were going anyway, mm-hmm. but we'd made the trip a little bit earlier. Didn't say anything to anyone except his tour manager. Walk up, and he's outside getting his plaque and everything like that. And he turns around, and he goes, hey, man, what's up, Toad? Like, then he goes, what the? <laughs> so... We go upstairs to do the show. John Marks is walking around. Never met the guy before. I know who yeah. he is. Know his story. He got walks up. Beard got and, the beard. Yep. He's like, hey, I'm John Marks. Uh, I go, I know who you are. I said, I'm Toad from Stoney's. He goes, I know who you are. I go, how the heck do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. So we start talking Russell. Yeah. He's like, how'd you get so many people to come out and see that? I'm like, we need to talk. So then CRS this past year, I went out. Uh, I run into him. And he goes, I got two minutes. What have you been up to? How's the station doing? How are you paying the bands? How are you finding your music? Tell me what's up. So I just blah. Well, August, he comes to town. Uh, a friend of mine from the station goes, dude, we should go to lunch. You pick it. I said, dude, I want to take him to Soho. Yes. Go to Soho. He sits down. His wife's there. Mm-hmm. Colleen. And, and She's the sweetest dude, dude, man. Dude. They're like a powerhouse, those oh, two together. I learned. So at lunch, I, I just we just shoot the poop yep. about stuff. And he goes, you order. It's your house. Get done. He's like, dude, best ever. This experience. So as we're talking, he's in town. He went. I want to say he went to go see Lady A, and okay. he went to go see someone else that was in town. I yeah, go, they had the residency going yes, at that time. At, uh, the Pearl. Yep. So uh, I go, dude. I have a private show tonight with Lindsay L. If you guys don't have any music, he goes, don't tell her I'm coming. I'll meet. You I'll meet you there. I was like six thirty, six thirty. So we walked through here. I interviewed Lindsay that afternoon. I said, I got a surprise for you tonight. She might have looked at me a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, uh, what's <laughs> yeah, going dude, on, dude? What's up, bro? <laughs> Wasn't that bad. Like, she's been here probably like four or five times now. Yeah. So she's getting ready to go on stage, and she's up the ramp. And I run up there real quick. I go, hey, one sec, can you just walk to the bottom of this real quick? And she's like, yeah, I got a minute. You know, whatever, Toad, whatever, mm-hmm. dude. And she walks down. She goes, oh, my God, you're amazing. And they have their thing. So John and I walk the hallway yeah. with all the posters. And we go through each one. And his wife's like, what do you think? He's like, what do you think? I go, what do you think? And we walk down the whole wall. We get to the end of the wall. And Colleen's like, you two are like one and the same, dude. The way we think, the way we... It was pretty neat. But they're like... That's awesome, man. That's a huge compliment. Dude, she, she's like, you have his number, but don't text him. Email him. I read every one of his emails. The next time you guys are in town, the four of us, me and my girlfriend, him and her, we're all going to dinner. And I'm like, I just... What he does for artists is... And it's genuine. So genuine. So genuine. You know how hard it is to get somebody to come by the studio? Uh, and like at his level. At his level and 
I'm unproven, you know, at this point. So it's like he made time for us to come over and like sit with us while we were recording and just a a memory I'll never forget, you know, it was really cool. He seems like one of those guys that will always put anyone he's his time with, he's present Mm -hmm. right here, right now. (laughs) So true. And he might put you on a pedestal in some sense when you're there for that time if he's a believer. He's one of the big believers in Austin Burke. Yeah. Um, which is really, really neat. It's a good champion to have, man. Dude. Yeah, it's good for people. He's going to help me with my Toad's Tune stuff. He said we'll have to figure out a way to get on Spotify and get people to... Because it doesn't necessarily... benefits me. Yeah. But it benefits the artist more than anything. It's an opportunity. I'd love for these for these things to get millions of, of, of views and people listening to them and get to know and come yeah. back in two, three years and go, dude, remember that? Yep. Sort of thing. Dude, those kind of opportunities for artists, you know, especially young artists, it, it's priceless. Yeah having that kind of stuff i'll remember you hopefully you guys remember us and of course uh, it'll work out just great awesome man tell well, people how to find you online well instagram ryan griffin live facebook same thing ryangriffin.com hit me up do you tweet uh every now and then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not one of your bigger ones not not one of my biggest you always gonna run you your own social i do pretty much everything yeah. unless there's like a a promo post or something right then my team's throwing that up but anything that has to do with my life it's all me awesome love it yeah dude thanks for the time thank you appreciate it all right all right all right that's the end of this one go ahead roll credits recorded by toad produced by toad book by toad voiced over by toad you know what toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job